This episode is sponsored by Caddyshack Bistro, your favorite new watering hole. Located next to Crust Pizza Company on Spring Cypress and Champions Forest Drive in Spring, Texas. A place where dreams come true. The finest spirits, wine, and tasty food. It's where the locals go. Use code BEERNERD20 to get 20% off your next order. I want to know what you're thinking. Uh, I can give a there are some things you can't hide. I want to know what you're feeling. Tell me what's on your mind. Hey everybody, what's going on? This is Chris, and I am here with my buddy, Aaron, and my other buddy, Abel, and you are listening to the Front Row Negative Podcast. What's up, everybody? What is up? What up, man? How's it hanging in this uh, cold Houston weather? That that, that was a really quick introduction. (laughs) (laughs) That was a really quick introduction. Oh, did I mess it up? I, mean, I was just trying no, to get no, 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 you didn't mess it up, but uh, oh, it's... Well, where, where's Abel from? Houston, <laughs> is this like, a quiz? No, like, no, like, <laughs> I'm about to say, I didn't study. No, his like, credentials, wait a second. credentials. He, he's got a, he's got a show on his, of his own, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Um, this is okay. This, see, that's why you set me up because I can't remember the name of this podcast. I'm sorry. Uh, Houston, I asked you. I asked you. Wait, was it Houston Wrestling Podcast? Is that right? I, I mean, close, close enough. It's Houston hey. Wrestling Radio. There uh, we see? Yeah, we moved away from uh, <laughs> podcast format uh, strictly to podcast slash YouTube show. So, uh, yeah, we're on YouTube. Um, it's just Houston Wrestling Radio. Just search on YouTube there. Uh, Facebook.com slash Houston Wrestling Radio. And uh, we do do the podcast thing. Uh, we basically just strip the audio off of the YouTube feed and just throw it up on the up on the iTunes and whatnot. So wherever you get your podcasts. So, yeah. Hey, that's, money. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. how, that's how you do it that's yeah. how you do it i've been doing it almost 10 years now which yeah, is Jesus. pretty crazy yeah crazy yeah so, so so in your 10 years of experience how was chris's intro there uh chris's intro was very succinct to the point said hey let's just get this started There's and no that's player. it so yeah yeah i mean that's my hey. personality <laughs> yeah yeah i mean you don't always hey. need all the pop and circumstance and the welcome so, so you know, what you're you saying yeah. what you're, hey all right yeah. so, what, so what you're saying Not is that he is he is the daniel garcia of podcast intros uh yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Wait, are you saying I'm overrated as a podcaster? I, what are you talking I, about? I, that all depends on your opinion of Daniel Garcia. I think mm. I think there's there's stuff that remains to be seen for Daniel Garcia. I don't think he's underrated. I don't think he's overrated. I think he's properly rated, but he might be something better later. So we'll see. He's kind of saddlebagged with some Canadian would-be wrestling tag team. That's the part. Yeah, I don't I don't get that. Like, why why two point yeah, in this case. Yeah, well, like because he needs a personality, and those two guys have personality. Yeah, the more than they did in NXT, I'll give you that. Well, yeah, you know, better writing. It's true. Better Which means, writing. Uh, you would think almost no writing from depending on who you ask. Well, <laughs> it depends. Again, it depends on who you ask. If, if you ask the, uh, if you ask some of the the fans on the internet, uh, you're going to get the uh, independent stands, or you can get the WWE stands, and yeah. 
they both tend to hate each other and hate the product equally. Yeah. Is That's this a wrestling podcast or a fucking Star Wars podcast? You know what? They go hand in hand. Yeah. <laughs> same, same dingleberries, one way or the other. I mean, yes. I mean, you, I mean, you've seen that meme, right? Of like, of, uh, of um, Nate Diaz jumping in the cage to fight another guy in the audience with another guy trying to break him up, and it's like Star Wars fan, Star Wars fan, and Star Wars fan. <laughs> I, <don't even> know. <laughs> I mean, it fits. <laughs> That's, that's a lot of yeah. fandoms, man. That's not just Star Wars and wrestling, though. That's like super apropos. Oh, that's that's yeah. also Marvel. That's also Marvel or uh, yeah. comic fans too. Yeah, comic fans. Yeah, like video fans will be like that too. With like Sony and Xbox, it's like oh, oh PlayStation's geez. the best. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those those people just yeah. have, just have fun. Just I feel like I I feel like I saw a, a meme like that, and I can't remember exactly how it went, but it was something about Hogan, like Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like people who think Hulk Hogan's racist, people who still like Hulk Hogan, and like they're shaking hands or something like that. I don't know. And people who and people just rip their shirts apart just to do it. Yeah. Hey man. Ooh. <laughs> Look. And there's Hold a big on. part of me that's still heartbroken about Hulk Hogan. You know, that showing his true red and yellow brother. But you know, what are you gonna do, brother? Oh, okay. you know what I mean. Take I your mean... vitamins. Eat your eat your vitamins to well... say your prayers and. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not sure if you could be surprised, uh, you know, like I, I can't say that. Oh, I saw it coming. But like, I mean, I'm not surprised. I guess I'll just put it that way. I'm not surprised. So, you know? so, so speaking of so speaking of robotic 80s wrestling people. Yeah. Let's jump into 2000s robotic wrestling people and talk some Peacemaker because we've seen the yeah. episodes. We've seen yeah. the show. And this one kind of spread word of mouth because originally when this show was announced, people were like, John Cena, uh, his character wasn't that great in the movie. Yeah. Then you watch the show and mm-hmm. it is completely different from what anybody's expectations would have given it. And let's be honest. Last week, I said to myself, I hate John Cena. I hate him with a passion. I hate him with the fury of a thousand storms. I do not <laughs> like the guy, but I love this show. It is great. He does not like him in a house. He doesn't like, does not like him with a mouse. doesn't like him here or there. doesn't like him anywhere. I do not like him with a hat. I do not like him with a cat. I do not like him where he's at. He do not like him guy. in blue jeans. I do not like him in movie scenes. I do not like him in this movie. But but you get the point. I, like I, I, I hate Moody? the guy, but I love this show because James Gunn is doing it. I think yes. James Gunn has a creative enough mind and has the proper trauma upbringing to take something magical out of somebody so robotic and would like John Cena. So I'm you know it. I think I think James Gunn and I'm just piecing this together by things I've seen that he's been a part of. I think he plays people's strengths, right? Yeah. You have to imagine. So, like for John Cena, when 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 his character is riffing on people, like talking shit, like <laughs> how come you couldn't pick uh, Taylor Swift or this person or that person? I think it's all off the cuff, man. I can't imagine yeah, that was written for him. That's yeah. straight up ad lib, man. That yeah. whole thing, that's got to be ad lib. And, and you saw the bloopers of it too. Yeah. It was brilliant. Yeah. And I think that actually comes from the wrestling background because, yeah, sure. like, yeah, a lot of your promos, like they give you bullet points, and you know. Then you just got to fill in your own blanks. So you got to think on your feet, yeah. man. That's not yeah. everybody can do that. I mean, that's 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 improv shit. That's like Second City, you know. Like it goes back all the way to like you know. Well, I mean, John he, Caney and shit like that. All these guys that were doing, you know, uh, well, stand up and shit like that. So well, I've seen people make the comment that because you know wrestling is associated with James Gunn now with both Batista and now John Cena, 
that basically James Gunn is the Paul Heyman of movies. He can take a team, <laughs> take their strengths, write right. it into their character, have amazing music, make a creative product with little to no scraps at all, yeah. and make magic. So That's just I, I, I can see that kind of connotation with that. Yeah. But this show so far, we're on what, five episodes so far? Five or six? Five or six. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. And Is it, it six? I think it, I think I think it might be five. Six. Is it? Five or six so far. Uh, so far, I watched the newest one. I, yeah. I'm caught up. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's each episode has been great. It's been funny. It's been entertaining. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just when you think that he's made one funny joke, something else happens to just smash that previous joke. Yeah, and yes. it's it's just it's been so much so entertaining. And I keep pointing this out to other people. I feel that if this were in the Marvel team, this would be Cable and Deadpool the show oh god yeah. okay so especially especially with vigilante i mean yeah that's deadpool that he's straight up deadpool yeah but, it's not broke don't fix it man just follow yeah. the formula pretty much just follow it but <laughs> yeah well, like, I, so, so, what, so what were your favorite moments so far in the show oh man i i, I really love the twist I, I don't know how much of a twist this is because I, I don't know anything about the comics but i really love the twist of this fool actually kept golf, you know, <laughs> like, like I, I actually believed it, like that he would have shot him, you know, and like yeah. exploded everywhere and that he would not have been smart enough to actually capture the damn butterfly. But then I was like, he kept it. He's treating this damn butterfly like a second eagly. <laughs> That's fair. You know? That's fair. Yeah, I love that. I And I can't I can't believe something so simple threw me so off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but I got caught off guard by that because it, uh, all the grandiose stuff that shocks you is like, oh, cool. But this is like just a simple like, well, yeah, duh, of course, like you would just keep it. And like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, if you're a peacemaker, yeah. not only do you keep it, you keep it to get high with it. You keep it to yeah. put it on the you know counter while you're watching VHS porn. Like this is the character that peacemaker <laughs> is. He's like he's such a yeah. dude, bro. Like, yeah. uh, and you know, to your point that you're shocked by the fact that he kept it to further that point, I'm more shocked that it didn't try to get into his head. Uh, because when you look at what we see in this latest, the recent episode with all the butterflies, like there's yeah. no getting with if, if a butterfly wants you, you're, it's it. Like, yeah. yeah, you're not getting away from it. You know, like it's just, it is what it is. Uh, so, but given <laughs> the revelation from the last two episodes, man, I feel like maybe golf wanted to be put in a jar. And no, where the didn't... hell did the jar come from? <laughs> like, I, think, I, think it, I think it was a jar of the honey stuff. It was, it was an empty jar of the uh, the food. Oh, it might be. Or was, I was going to say, yeah. or he kept his weed in there or something like that. Who knows? I it's mean, his weed so... jar. Wait, but... is that a teeth jar? He's, he's Dan and He keeps teeth in the jar and carries it around? <laughs> well, it, in order to capture golf, he would have had to have a jar there readily available yeah. where where they were getting the, uh, the scene with the toe. Cutting it's off, his helmet. So. It's his helmet. It's his jar helmet. Like he just thinks jar about helmet. it, and the jar pops up. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he saw like an empty jar from the food that that he uh, he picked up. Yes, it's convenience, convenience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so Chris, what's your what's been your favorite moment so far in the show? The whole damn thing. <laughs> I'm, very I mean, vague answer. No, uh, no, 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 that's a cop out. That's a cop out. It is a cop out. It is a cop out. What's your favorite my... kind of dog? All of them. Oh. Hey man, I, I love dogs. Well, like cats too. I'm an I animal person. Kepler's. What do you want from me? All right. <laughs> I'm an animorph. No, um, 
honestly, <laughs> my favorite parts have been uh, him with the chicky meats or whatever and goes back to her apartment. And she's the butterfly and he's yeah. like, banging her over the counter and stuff like that. And he's like, <laughs> when he comes to fruition, he's like, freedom. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, I love the music. I love the music choice. Yes, you can tell you. that. You can tell James Gunn just goes deep diving on music more than most people probably do because yeah. a lot of these bands I know and haven't heard of forever and forever mm-hmm. and all this other shit I've never heard at all. Like the, the entrance song to this the show yep. is so damn catchy. Yes. Like mm-hmm. I'll find myself throughout the day just walking around doing mundane shit and I'm like, give your dog the invisible bone. Like I'll, yeah. I'll <laughs> sing that shit to myself. So I'm just like, oh, there it is again, you know. <laughs> is that how you is that how you enter the bedroom at night when you're ready to go to bed? Oh. Dog, the invisible bone. Well, my wife's not a dog, sir. It's not oh. invisible. It's there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I mean, but you can't see it, dude. You can't see it. You can't see oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what? See, there you go. That that's just one more layer to James Gunn. James Gunn went so far into finding the perfect song for this that he's like, I need a song of John Cena's dick. Yes. really convey this whole entire series as a whole and he found it pretty much he probably what about called, you, it, he probably oh, called it nikki bella and was like hey you got a song for john invisible <laughs> bone so <laughs> it's invisible because it's not there anymore yeah, all she no. wants is his money come on yeah. uh my favorite moment was and and this this for some reason this this got me every time i watch it it just gets me it's when vigilante's trying to get put in jail so he goes back to where the place are on break. <laughs> He's heavily yes. lifting up the trash can. Struggling. Like, struggling. Struggling. Dragging it dragging it to the window. The police are watching him do that. He's struggling to lift it up to throw it into the window. And then they only react when the window breaks. And, yeah. he quiet, and then he quietly walks over, puts his hands behind his back, and gets arrested. Yeah. And it was like, my, uh, my toe is injured. Please be gentle yeah. or whatever yes. he said. <laughs> But to see him, because I saw that, I'm like, okay, he's going to throw that through the window. But see him struggle doing it, and the police are watching him do it. Like, they're putting down the newspaper, they're, watch, they're eating their lunch, yeah. smoking his cigarettes, watching him do that, and let him do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's good. If I was a cop, this would be my reaction. I'm just sitting there laughing my ass, like, what is this dude doing? And it's, it's just yeah. like, it, it's, so, it, it's so random, but it's so oh, funny to me, because it, I knew that was going to happen. But I was yeah. hoping that okay, so they're gonna they're gonna stop him before he actually does it. But no, yeah. he goes through with it, and then he gets arrested, and he's like, "Yeah, watch my toe; it's damaged." <laughs> oh my god, that was ah. great. That was great. <laughs> it's 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 so it's so it's comedic genius. That that part mm-hmm. is just comedic genius. Uh but uh, but no, we talked last week about uh, the rumors about the show, especially with you know. Miguel from Cobra Kai going off to be Blue Beetle in the next DC movie and him only filming Cobra Kai part-time to do this movie for DC, which kind of puts Cobra Kai at a disadvantage and them having to redevelop more characters, especially with Hawk. Now that we've seen this stuff this far in, is there any more doubt that these butterflies, one of them's not going to be the Blue Beetle, that it's going to lead to the Blue Beetle now with all the blue hieroglyphics, the ships, the scared looking spaceships, all of that. This, yeah, I'm pretty certain. It. I'm pretty certain you're right. So, yeah, uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if this show ends with a Blue Beetle cameo or this at least the suit, the cameo, of the suit. You know, uh, if we don't see Kite Man though, 
I'm gonna be. <laughs> I'm gonna be disappointed if I don't see Kite Man. I'll be disappointed. You know, yeah. if you if, if you want to see Kite Man, watch the Harley Quinn animated show. Oh, I did. Oh, I freaking <laughs> loved it. It was that was so great. Yeah, uh, I, you know, what? I hope that they get the same guy. That way, it's like the same voice. I know it probably won't be the same visual, but I don't know. It like. That would just be great. That's what I want to see. I know we're talking about Blue Beetle, and like yeah. you want to see Blue Beetle. That's going to be something a little bit more serious. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't know. I kind of expect Blue Beetle now, so it's like <laughs> surprise me with the thing I really want to see, which is Kite Man. Kite Man. Yeah, <laughs> like especially if it's just going to be fair. a cameo. It's just a cameo, just like a little teaser. Tease me with something I don't expect. So, so basically, the ending, the ending shot is like you know, Peacemaker going back to Rikers, going back to prison. Yeah. And he walks past Kite Man, who's in the next cell next to him. And he's and he, he's <laughs> on the wall, you see Kite Man defeats Peacemaker and another yeah. newspaper. So they have like rivaling newspapers yeah. like, on their walls. I think yeah. that would be a, a great little... Uh... That would be awesome. Yeah, I think, since they made mention of him in the show, I'd like to see Batmite. Okay, Batman. yeah. Okay, I mean, they've mentioned like 15 other Batman characters too. Yeah, so. but Batmite? <laughs> Come on. That, that's got to be the most obscure one. Dude, yeah, we got Peter Porker in Into the Spider-Verse. So, uh, you know, we're getting all these mundane, you know, off-the-wall characters. Like, why can't we just do that? I mean, I, I really thought that Gorilla was Gorilla Grodd. I was like, what the hell is Gorilla Everybody Grodd did. Doing? Everybody yeah. did. <laughs> I mean, because when you think of, there's only two gorillas you think of. It's Monsieur Mala and Gorilla Grodd. But Monsieur Mala is if you even know that, you know, Justice Society stuff. If you're not akin yeah. to it, then, yeah, you know, but like. I was like, what the fuck is Gorilla Grodd doing in this show? And it was like, they killed Gorilla Grodd. I was like, no way. But And they did it, they did it evil dead style too, with the blood yeah. and gore and all of that. <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty crazy. Uh, the gorilla. Oh, uh, that yeah. So many people were upset that it wasn't Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. I'm really hoping that uh, his dad's neighbor, the old man, is like an old Justice Society guy, like well, Dr. Well, you, you, or heard, some you shit. heard the rumor about the neighbor, right? <laughs> You've heard the, no, uh, the theories about the neighbor. What's the theory? I haven't heard this theory. He's he's the Mad Hatter. Oh, and that's why he's all uh, about Batman. And that's why he's all about Batman. Uh, oh, uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, or I mean, I don't know. He seems he seems too sweet to be a villain. I, I do. What about the Gray Phantom or whatever from the Batman animated series? The character that Bruce. Oh, the Gray Ghost. The Gray Ghost. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh that would be dope dude are you kidding me that would be cool like that would be cool if the, he, that guy has like ties to batman somehow yeah if, if the guy has, a, has some ties to batman that, that's, maybe his that's real name is matches malone and he like that's where bruce got his alternate identity from uh, <laughs> or he was, was a doctor with uh thomas wayne or some bullshit or, or the nah, guy that, yeah. or that guy is really ted cord have they, blue, have they said Beatles. his name no, on the show haven't. they haven't Nope. He's just you, the neighbor, and they don't refer to him yeah, by name, even right? We, even okay. when you watch subtitles with with sub, mm-hmm. which is what we do, it yeah. says neighbor. That's all. Okay. Uh, okay. That's what it says in the credits too, that's like it, neighbor. That's what, in, that's what it says in credits too. Okay. Okay. And he just happens to live next to Peacemaker's dad, who's this racist scumbag supervillain. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you know, like maybe he lives next there for a reason. Maybe he's like, hey, yeah, he's probably somebody keep an hey, eye on that dickhead. Hey, the yeah. the white dragon suit is red white. And they got Blue Beetle leaving next door, red, white, and blue. Oh, um, yeah. Sure. I mean, maybe the original. I, I think Beetle it was on the Mayan calendar, so I think we're onto something here. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. But Wait, still, this uh, is upside down. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> we thought it's it was not 2012. 2012. <laughs> it's it's, it's <laughs> ancient Sanskrit for blue beetle. <laughs> <laughs> This wow. 2022. Pretty much. <laughs> They're off by a decade. The day after tomorrow. The Aztecs. Oh my God. The Aztecs. 2012. Where's John Cusack? <laughs> Pretty. No, they got John Cena, not John Cusack. He got the wrong John. <laughs> Wait a minute. Why is John Stamos in there, too? What's going on? Oh, my on? God. All right. All thrills. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. So... We talked some Peacemaker, and we're all enjoying the show. And okay. you know, I, yeah. I want to say we've got two episodes left, but I'll check later. Um, but something else dropped. Yeah, it, something it else dropped left. this week. Two left. Okay. Yeah, it's two. Mm-hmm. So, but something else dropped this week that sent a lot of fans, including myself, crazy. We got the world premiere trailer for Halo, the TV series, <laughs> and I have watched this trailer at least ten times. Really? Yeah, I, I bet watched you did. it. <laughs> I have watched it, try to spot all the little uh, Easter eggs and hints and everything like that. And the best thing I could come off is, is that when Chief is walking, he walks like Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's got that Stone Cold <laughs> swagger when he's walking, and it is hilarious. Because you glass, it's your ass. Hey, yep. Master Chief 316 says, I just blasted your ass. <laughs> Master Chief 316 says, I ain't taking this goddamn mask off my head. What? What? You're kind of giving King of the Hill vibes there. He, he turned into Hank Hill there for a second. There, you know, I, I, I have a I have a really good default Hank Hill. I'm not. I don't have a. I don't have a Stone Cold in my repertoire. So like, if no. it's rednecky, it's going to sound like Hank Hill. That's Martin Wright. Right. I come. I come inside the house and ask that boy to come out there and help me wreck them leaves. And all I see is him sitting there in my chair with his shorts down, watching a Halo video. It's about the dang dong weirdest thing I done ever seen. You know, <laughs> I mean, you definitely got the the part right with the shorts down. I'm sure, like half of those <laughs> ten views, Aaron had. He didn't have his shorts on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was in bed for at least three of them. <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on, let me put it on replay. Yeah. but i mean it it looks good the what they've got for live action looks really good the armor looks correct the special effects look pretty good uh i like that they have the covenant they've got the um uh the worms that face that make the hunters up they've got the the jackals uh we saw some grunts uh and we saw um uh what those things called the arbiters or one of the arbiters Mm -hmm. so they're and they're getting things done. And we, of course, you see the vehicles. We see the Pelicans. So it looks really good. I'm oh, hyped for it. So, so what, were, what were y'all's first impressions of it? I, 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 I thought that it looked um, authentic. You know, mm-hmm. um, I mean, you kind of said I've only watched it one time and the one okay. time I watched it earlier today, I didn't watch it on the day that it came out, even though like in our little friend group chat, you, <laughs> you said it and because I, I was at work, so okay. I didn't get a chance to like listen to it. I'm like, oh, I'll watch it later. And then it, that post just got buried um, <laughs> until you. Yeah, until you reminded me, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, I need to watch this now." Um, but yeah, that that was the first thing because uh, that I saw because I, I thought I see again. I wasn't paying too much attention when you first brought yes. it up. I thought it was a Halo movie. I didn't realize oh. it was a TV series until yes. I I saw on yeah, the trailer same. saying, "Yeah, series." So when I was looking at it through 
you know, with that, that bias of, oh, it's going to be a movie. Uh-huh. Um, I saw it. And I was like, wow, this is really good quality. Wow. They, they really spent a lot of money for this big box office blockbuster. And then I was, oh, wait, this is a series. Wow. Now I'm really impressed with uh, how, <laughs> again, how authentic it looks like. It looks like Master mm-hmm. Chief. Uh, it looks like, you know, the, the vehicles and stuff like that, like the world of Halo. Um, and that that is the big thing that I was like, this is real cool. Now, that was after watching it. Yeah, a, a a takeaway that I had before watching it, which technically isn't a takeaway, is me prejudging. <laughs> uh, me prejudging is um, the story of Halo ain't really all that, you know. <laughs> so it's like, how are you gonna make a movie of that? Okay, like Halo's a great video Fair game, enough. great multiplayer video game. Just mm-hmm. s- just turn off your brain and then just shoot stuff with your buddies, and it's like a dumb thing like you don't have to worry about the story i know that there's lore and books and you know stuff like that that you could get into it Uh but like nobody was buying halo 2 for the story right um so this guy this guy's never picked up a del ray book has he no one's ever read (laughs) the fall of reach yeah i've read the fall of reach ghost of onyx cold no no i haven't i haven't Uh, there's no story i'm like there's a lot of story So, see, see, Chris said Chris was pointing it. to the wrong person. He, he was mirroring. I, I, I got, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm in over here. Yeah. He was yeah. pointing to it on what his screen was. Yeah, yeah. his screen. Yeah, there yeah. you yeah. go. But, <laughs> and again, I, I get it. I understand that there is lore and there is story mm-hmm. to be found. But yes. when I fell off of Halo, which was after Halo 3, uh-huh. the, the story was kind of dry. Halo 1, Halo 2, yeah. The flood was the big thing. Okay, cool. But then, yeah. like, they turned it into a story and i was again prejudging going into it saying okay well this is a good movie but like i don't want to rewatch the, the the big twist being the flood you know yeah. and, and like now that i know that it's a series it's like oh shit they could actually go somewhere and like watching it i was captivated enough to be like oh this isn't just a two-hour movie they're actually doing a series yes wow there is enough content and enough storytelling here to actually have a story because yes. yeah i i mean I, I admittedly i i stopped playing after three i played the hell out of one i played mm-hmm. the hell out of two i played three just a little and then i never played anything else hey that's fair enough yeah. and i'll kind of give you like a quick thing because i have read there are i believe 15 or 17 books that have come yeah. out since part three, since Halo three, the I have novels read or novels and graphic. Uh, no, graphic no, novels. no, no, no. These are just the novels. The graphic novels. Oh, Jesus, are, I'm way behind then. Yeah, the graphic <laughs> novels are I think eight. There's eight graphic novels, and then yeah, there's like fifteen to seventeen actual novels, and then it includes short stories, uh, companion books, all these things. I've read six of those. I've read six of those novels, and Damn. just from the just from the six, you have the story. You have the stories of like. You know the kid, the children being kidnapped and cloned, and then the clones mm-hmm. that are dying sent back to their parents. So that way, the army or the UNSC keeps the real kids to basically uh, science lab them, inject them, turn them into Spartans. And the sad, mm-hmm. one of the saddest parts of the whole book series is basically when the clone kids go back, they die within a month or two of their in front of their parents because their parents are watching them die. And parents can't do anything about it, you know, because they think that's the real kids while the real kids are becoming Spartans and they take hundreds and hundreds of kids that they take away 
put them through the process of the Spartan program to butcher them up, give them injections, give them enhanced abilities, all of that. And at the end, and at the end of it, you only get a, you only get less than a hundred of them to actually survive and make it. Some get physically deformed, some die off during the process. So it's like, it's a real kind of tragic and uh, just bad thing. How they're going to do that. That, that, That's just the first part. Then you've got the part where the Spartans were not only are they out there fighting the covenant, they're fighting the insurgents who are taken out or who are taking over the outer rings of the colonies who are basically becoming like pirates. They're becoming like, you know, the pirates and the, uh, um, like the back alley dealers, the smugglers and all of them, they're taking them out. They're fighting them too. Cause these people are stealing food supplies, stealing everything else that are going to the outer colonies as they're colonizing more planets and stuff out there to keep human growth going forward. So it's, it's a lot. So like if they're, you know, they're, I mean, they're fighting humans and they're also fighting aliens at the same time. And it's a lot. The aliens mean with. covenant, right? Covenant. Yes. Yeah. Covenant. Okay. And then they introduced the forerunners. But, so, so, so I'm sorry. It did, did. Okay. What happened to the flood? Is the flood involved in this at all? Yes. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, the flood. Okay. So the kind of quick summary it up, basically the forerunners, created all life throughout the galaxy humans aliens all different species of the galaxy okay the flood was created to pretty much extinct the galaxy to kind of wipe it clean for everybody to start over again so think, uh think prometheus and aliens or mass yes, effect <laughs> yes and no the rings were created to help extinct the flood so when the flood is released to kill everything off the rings are activated to kill off the flood back and forth basically the flood is pandora's box don't open it unless you want to kill off the universe okay the covenant are run by people who want to cleanse the universe in their name because they believe that they are uh, the higher being that they are that they are kind of that they're kind of that, that, that they're kind of um appeasing the forerunners who have pretty much all been gone at this point forerunners don't come back until part four or yeah part four so it's it's just a lot to intake, and there's a lot of content out there that's not just Chief. Because when you start Halo, the first Halo game, you only know of Chief. He's he's the last right. surviving Spartan. Then, then when you play the games, you find out that his other teammates have survived and that they're out there. You just have to find them. And then by Halo 5, you have your other Spartan team that's helping you out. You've got Kelly, Fred, Linda, and all of them helping you out. They're, they're back. So there's a lot of content that's out there. So um, you could probably get the books real cheap right now. Once a week or so before that show hits, those books are probably going to go up in price because people are going to want to read them to get into the Halo, just figure out what's going to happen. And that's where, you know, it's going to become limited because those books, as far as I know, are not being printed again. They, they were printed. What's out there is out there. That's it for now. And it's uh, March when it debuts? Yes. Okay, so you don't have that much time if you want to go book yeah. hunting. Yeah. <laughs> you hit the half price books, man. Yeah. Do it. That's that's where I found uh, two of the two of the six I have. Because nice. I, I, I have tw- I have twelve books. I just haven't finished past number six. You know, it'd probably be really cool if um, there was like a website that just sold like books, kind of like Amazon, <laughs> but just books. That'd be cool. Like halfpricebooks.com? 
Uh, you know, I, yeah. Kind of like Barnes and Noble. Singing the praises yes. of online shopping. That's all good and fine. But like. <laughs> like booksamillion.com? Man, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't like to buy online as far like as like. Like B. Dalton. Nope, canceled. So, <laughs> I mean, eBay.com. <laughs> eBay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can find those books out there. I know I got several of the ones I have, a few of the ones I have from Half Fresh Books. I've also would go to barnesandnoble.com or Barnes and Noble, the physical store to buy them when they came out. Cause when they first came out, you would get that uh, 20% discount for the first mm. week. Nice. So they're out there and I would suggest reading them because they are pretty good. I know there's the first trilogy books that basically incorporates the first two games. And that's where kind of, and then the second three books is like side stories with everybody, with some people and they're pretty good. They're all pretty good. So uh, definitely recommend reading those if you want to get caught up. Don't be like those people that try to read all seven Witcher books before a season two comes out because it's not going to happen. You, you can't do it. You cannot do it. But it feels so good. It's really good. It's really good. Um, but yeah, uh, Halo series, I can't wait. I'm hyped for it. Uh, I'm sure we all are because you know it's Halo. I mean, this has been, what, 15, 20 years in the making? Yeah, from it's everybody want to go back and play Halo. From everybody who was attached to the movie to now the series, you had like uh, Guillermo del Toro, you had Robert Rodriguez, Quentin Tarantino at one time, so many people. James Wan, he has so many people attached to this thing, and we're finally getting a TV series. So dope. And you, I think you need a TV series to be able to tell the story. You can't really do it in just yeah. one movie. There's too much lore. There's too much yeah. lore to to pull from. Yeah, and then you're going to have guys like me that like only play like the first few games and then didn't realize that there was so much lore uh, and just get sucked into it, you know, uh, into yeah. the series anyway. So I'm sure it's going to be successful because I'm not again that that preconceived notions that I had was just because like I didn't I know that there's lore out <laughs> there, but I never got into it. So yeah. I was like. Yeah, the Halo is about shooting, and that's it. Um, but judging, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah I, I'm sure. Like, I'll there'll be people that would just tune into it that just want to see. Oh wait, I remember Halo. That was a cool thing from you know back in the day. And then they're really gonna, yeah, yep. really, really gonna enjoy the story and what they see. Uh, that that's kind of kind of the position that I am. You know, my my point of view. I mean, it's We're, it's like it's it's pretty much Star Wars for video game people. It's Star Wars for yeah. I mean, just replace Luke Skywalker with Master Chief, <laughs> and you've got pretty much the, the main characters. Yeah, and you know, and there's plenty of stuff to decide the spinoff characters too. So it's going to be a lot of fun, and I can't wait. But let's talk. Let's start talking about the real reason why Abel is here. What? That's right. What are you going to do to me? Well, I mean, we we. Um, what'd you pay for? <laughs> we, we, we've heard the rumors. I mean, there's a reason why you're called the spicy enchilada in uh, hey. South Houston. <laughs> Doing my little spicy enchilada dance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, let's, I mean, your podcaster, your show is Houston wrestling radio. So let's talk some wrestling. Right. Okay. And this past weekend was pretty much one of the big four. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's my favorite pay-per-view from WWE every year. It's my favorite thing. Mm -hmm. Even if it's terrible, it's still the better pay-per-view all year long. That's true. Yeah. Because of the randomness. And we are talking about the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Now, what makes this Rumble kind of different is that half the roster was pretty much fired 
or released within the last three years. So, when you don't have enough contestants for the Royal Rumble, you have to pull strings, bring people back, unfreeze other people mm-hmm. to fill out spots, or make promises to celebrities to fill out spots yeah. for both Rumbles. So, starting off, just overall grading of the rumble like so like abel you're the guest what was your overall grade of this rumble do you do like abc thumbs up thumbs down or one to ten one to five what do you do it's up to you pick your format of how you want to rate it and we will follow suit cool uh just like how on our show we do uh anticipation levels going into uh the program we don't really rate coming out of the program but going into the program we like to say one to ten so uh, for this one, uh, I will say that I was really at like a four. Um, going into it. No, going into it, I was at a, <laughs> I was at a five. Um, <laughs> going into it, yes. Um, but uh, coming out of it, I'm at a four, man. Like I really, not a foreman, a four. <laughs> um, I, I, my, my expectations already low and it it subverts my already low expectations okay um and you know it's funny that you decided that you wanted to bring me on this show to be the guy that talks wrestling because i have a wrestling uh uh, youtube show and all that and i I get it all of us we've been friends for years I understand it, but Aaron, you picked the wrong guy <laughs> from Houston Wrestling Radio to come on to talk about WWE. Okay, the um, show is now canceled. And, and we'll yeah, <laughs> the, the reason being is because you mentioned that, um, oh, this was going to be a really hard rubble for WWE to pull off because you know they fired all these people earlier, uh, well, earlier in the year, but really late uh, 2021, uh, like around October. And I actually stopped watching WWE in October altogether. Um, Watching the Royal Rumble was actually the first time that I had watched WWE programming at all since October because I was just frustrated with the product. Now, Mm -hmm. I I was still doing my show because Chris never stopped. Our Chris. uh, (laughs) We know too many Chris's. Uh, The the Chris on HWR, uh, very all. Chris has still been watching WWE and I've watched, you know, AEW pretty much. And so we just can kind of compare notes. Um, <laughs> but I was convinced, Hey, it's Royal Rumble. A lot of people, like you said, Aaron, it's their favorite pay-per-view of the year, year in, year out. I agree. The Rumble match is always interesting. It's always fun. It's hard to mess up a Rumble, but the WWE has proven in the last decade that there's several <laughs> different ways to mess up a Rumble. Yeah. And <laughs> I I think that happened this year. Uh, I mean, we could get into more details, but my overall grade is a four. Um, do, do y'all want to go around and yeah, we'll, we'll? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, Chris, what, what's your grade going into it, and what's your grade coming out of out of ten? Man, you know, I I'm like I'm like Abel. I I, I gave up on watching it on a regular basis because I felt my intelligence constantly being insulted. Yes, and it's like, you know. Granted, I don't have any kids or anything, but like my dollars still speak for themselves. I buy occasional WWE elites, and that's the only thing I buy from WWE now, like the figures or whatever. But like I, I can't give them any of my time because mm-hmm. they're putting out garbage TV. So yeah. this lead up and knowing all the things we knew about people getting fired, my initial thing was like, 
God, probably a three. Like, because I knew <laughs> there was there was no I I I knew there was no way we we're going to see an AEW wrestler, regardless of their past employment uh, repertoire, popping up on this Rumble. Vince McMahon is a goddamn lizard man, egomaniac, <laughs> sycophant fucktard who just can't seem to get out of his God. own way. I'm sorry, okay. dude. Okay. Damn! Hey, hey, that was hey, spicy. Hey, hey we're, we're doing ratings right now. I'll, I'll let you rant in a little bit. Let's just get our ratings in and out. All right. So going, going in, in you were three. at what? Th- going okay. in at three. 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 I walked out of negative two because there's... It's okay. <laughs> okay, okay. I know Brody Lee Jr. has a sister and a brother. No negative twos here, okay? So just put it at a zero. <laughs> zero, man. Zero, zero. Like, there is. The Aaron, women's Aaron was such a stickler. <laughs> Dude, hey, I, and I don't like to say the word jobber, but that is what we got for the most part was a whole lot of that. Yeah. So, yeah. so again, like like Abel, I have not really watched WWE for a while, for a long while. I watched the Raw and SmackDown before the Rumble just to kind of get what's going on. I I, I listened to I listened to what's wrong with wrestling to to kind of catch up on what's happening sometimes i've been skipping a lot of their episodes because again i can't i'm frustrated with the product do they only cover wwe or do they cover all wrestling they cover wwe and they cover on their patreon AEW. okay so and we're not going to talk about that because that will also get chris fired up and he'll go on another rant we don't want <laughs> that to happen right now so okay uh, <laughs> i see that in another chat uh, so we'll, oh, we'll, we'll talk about that later now i'm curious but you can tell me later <laughs> So, knowing about all the firings and the releases and everything, I was going into this Rumble at a 7 because I was curious how they were going to do the Rumbles, okay. not, not having enough competitors. And then, and then I remember in that chat, we're like, the graphic popped. I'm like, wait, when did McTaker win the belt? Why is Mickey James in the graphic? What is happening? Why is this person? Oh, crap, the Bella skanks are back. Yeah. Uh. So, yeah, going into the Rumble... I was at a seven. I pulled out at probably a two. Wow. Of, because of all that. Um, <laughs> and it's just because of how they cut corners and how they're making business business decisions. And, and in reality, not giving the fans what they wanted. Not, mm-hmm. not giving the fans an inch on anything that happened. <laughs> not the inch you want anyway. Hey, Papa. Not the you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> but but not but but really in reality not giving the fans some kind of fan service that, that they wanted to see. And the biggest example I can give you is having as is, is giving Liv and Sarah Logan a moment in the ring during the rumble. Mm, okay. Or Cameron and Naomi a moment in the ring in the rumble. There, there are several moments that, that could have happened in the Rumble or Rumbles that didn't, that probably would have made a difference for the fans in attendance and the fans watching. Okay. Because people were upset that we didn't, that we didn't get any kind of happenstance. The last time we got that was when Christian entered the Rumble and Edge was already there. We got a little yeah. you know, bit of happiness. I think we had one with Shinsuke and AJ a few years ago too, where they actually had that, that, yeah. uh, standoff yeah they had the little standoff toward the end and yeah that was great but we haven't really had anything since christian and edge doing something in the ring 
And we, we were kind of hoping that that would happen this year, and it didn't. And even and they had multiple opportunities to do that, and they didn't. They, they, they went with, well, we got to crank this out because we have a time limit to hit. We got we to hit a certain time. We got to hit certain things. Yeah. So that's where I was let down. And, and we'll, when we'll start going, you know, through with favorite moments of the pay-per-view or favorite moments in the Rumble and all of that, uh, I've got mine. And Abel, you can go first if you, if yeah. you have a favorite moment. In the- yes, I do. I have one for the for the women's Rumble and one for the men's. Okay. Uh, but if we want to talk about the, the, the event, it's not a pay-per-view anymore. It's a premium live event. If we want to talk about the premium live event uh, uh, highlight, I guess you, you, you say. Don't you mean the, the Peacock live event? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's the only option you get. By the way, you ain't rewinding yeah. that bitch for thirty minutes until thirty minutes after it's over. But go on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the the highlight of the event is it actually from one of the Rumble matches. The highlight from the event is Seth versus Roman. Yes. I thought that match was excellent. Excellent. Was. I loved it. it was. Uh, that was definitely the match of the night. And frequently, title matches on a Royal Rumble card are not. They're usually the afterthought, uh, mm-hmm. and they're usually pretty predictable. If you have like an experimental champion or like a champion that's kind of a rising star, and they're going up against somebody established, you know the title's changing hands. If the 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 challenger or if the uh, the champion is the established guy and the challenger is a rising star, you yes. know no titles aren't changing hands. So I was a I was a little like, okay, I know Roman's gonna win this. You know that they're not gonna kind of give it to Seth going into mania, but I still very, very much enjoyed the the match. And I liked uh, the psychological warfare that Seth was employing by uh, showing up in their shield uh, get up and like yep. constantly yeah. taunting, constantly laughing at Roman, even when he was getting his own butt kicked all over the ring. I thought it was excellent storytelling. It was a really, really good match. Um, so that's my highlight of the entire event. Okay. Now, if we want to talk specifically about the rumble matches, I have a good moment from each one. So from the, the, the uh, women's match, I will say it's the uh, surprise entrant of ivory coming okay. out to her uh, <laughs> right to censor music, yes. <laughs> which isn't that. really music. <laughs> it's no. sound effects. It's a Walmart uh, alarm system. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That, Somebody shoplifting. Somebody that, stealing. I, I marked out for that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, that that was a, a happy moment uh, when she was on the microphone talking crap the entire time <laughs> and still getting eliminated talking crap the entire time. I, yeah. I like that. Um, now for the men's, mm-hmm. and I think this is going to be a little controversial. Uh, I don't think I might have a lot of people who agree with me on this, but I actually liked Bad Bunny. Um, I like Bad Bunny uh, when he was wrestling, what was it, it's nine months ago, six months ago, however long it was, where he was actually showing that he's showing respect to the craft of wrestling. He's actually trying mm-hmm. to learn it and put on matches that are more than any celebrity normally does. A celebrity shows up and they get a bump, a spot, you never see him again. Um, but he's actually trying. And that was on showcase in the rumble. Um, so I like that he was a surprise entrant and I like that he pulled off the, some of the stuff that he actually pulled off. And I like that, you know, it was kind of towards the end where they were giving him a little bit more shine than yeah, you would expect any uh, celebrity to get. So 
that's my flowers. That that's what the, the, that's the only flowers you're gonna get from me. But that's my flowers for this uh, uh, premium live event. Now those are highlights. What about lowlights? No, like, I think, well, like I think we get to the lowlights after we do our. Highlights. Okay. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah Highlight us, Foreman. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Let's talk good first before we uh, yes. break it down. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I really, I have to agree with Abel. I think the best match was probably going to have to be that Roman and Seth match because I'll be the first to tell you I hate Seth's like puffy jacket character, like the uh, the it's, church guy or whatever. You, the hell mean, he's you mean the Joker? For. I mean, his that, walking well, Phoenix Joker. Yeah, he's walking Phoenix's Joker. Yeah. Okay, yes, but. <laughs> but, you know. That's that's who he's modeled himself after now. We've seen that character done a million times way better than what Seth's doing it. So, but no, the psychological warfare was the key to that whole entire match. And I know we're getting, um, we're getting spoon fed you know, Super Mario Brothers, uh, gold, shining star, Roman at all times. Yep. But I like to know that Roman is not infallible. I know that, for God's sakes, for the last five years, I get it. He's the best thing going. There'll never be another better wrestler in the whole entire world in the history of WWE than Roman Reigns. But when you have a character that's booked like that, yep, you need to show that there is a weakness. You know, they did it with Brock and uh, Drew McIntyre for the Rumble mm-hmm. two years ago. They did. Uh, I was there. I hated that bullshit. Oh, I remember. I was you, mad. <laughs> I, I remember you pouting in the corner over at, at Rumble here in Houston. Dude, for what we paid to park to get in for merch, and I had to sit there and watch the Brock show for 20? No. Bull. Yeah, I, I remember you, like, sitting on there pouting. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I was super fucking pissed because yeah. <laughs> how many people do you eliminate? Twelve or something like that before yeah. it happened? Yeah. yeah, something insane like that. Like, yep. come on, man. Come yeah, on. yeah. I remember you were there pouting, and I, and uh, then when that music hit, you think you know me? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had to have my wife slap the crap out of me, be like, dude, Edge is coming out, and it's your number in the pool. It's like, what? Yeah. Holy shit! No, but um, no. For definitely... those that don't know, we have Royal Rubble pools that we do every year. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. They are fun. They and are Porsche's, fun. Porsche's niece is the god of all. She surveys when it comes no, to Rumble she's pools. Tied, yeah. she, she's tied with Jeremy. She's tied with Jeremy. Oh, on okay, okay. All right. So there we need know. to take Jeremy and Jordan to the casinos in in Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I'm gonna slip her a twenty and be like, "Hey, go 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 make us some money. Come on." You know what? You can <laughs> slip Jordan a twenty, and Jeremy will just slip on the floor and break his hip again. There you go. Oh. There we go. He'll be rolling, rolling, rolling. Oh, Old man, Jeremy. <laughs> rolling, rolling, Help me, rolling. Cena. Help me, Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see you. <laughs> I can't feel my legs. Don't you put that juju on me, Aaron Garcia? <laughs> um, yeah, that was definitely that was the match of the night, man. Uh, and I really enjoyed, like you said, Ivory was cool to have Ivory come out. Man, I'm really I'm 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 stretching here, man. I'm trying to pull the nice stuff out because you won't let me pull the bad stuff out. Not yet. Um, Not yet. Go on, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> okay. If you ain't got nothing to say, don't say nothing at all. Thank you. You myself. Match. Okay, we can all agree. Match of the night: Roman versus Rollins. Yeah. Match of the night. 
That, that's without saying. 100%. Good moment for the Women's Rumble. Something that I was hoping would happen for the last few like few months. We finally it finally happened. We had Molly Holly versus Nikki. Superhero versus yeah. supervillain. Yeah. That, that was, was cool. great. <laughs> that was cool. That was great. Yeah. I, I was hoping that would happen. And then as soon as I said that out loud, I'm like, I'm like oh crap, Nikki's gonna attack Molly because she's the bad one. As soon as I said that, she jumped her you know by the ring, threw her in and threw her ass out. Yeah, so that I'm was like, cool. Okay, that's pretty good. That's that that's a highlight for the men's rumble. The highlight. Shane had nice Jordans this year. So <laughs> Shane had nice Jordans. Shane had some nice Jordans this year. <laughs> Shane had some nice Jordans this year. Wow. Welcome to Nepotism Mania. He, he did. Hey, Patrick Damn. Duffy had lit up feet with them Jordans, okay? Patrick step Duffy. by step was all over the place as he was putting that match together. I don't know. God. Uh no, it, it, for the men's rumble, I mean, I, I I would say you know, Kofi's spot to get back into the ring was a good highlight, but that didn't happen. Oh, uh, wow! The, 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 the one year they have instant replay to showcase yeah. something, he gets caught out. Yeah, he gets he gets caught out. Kofi had one job. Kofi, one job. It's called rebound. In Kofi's defense, though, he is 843 years old. He was going to he was going to slip up <laughs> eventually. No, no, no. He's he he's what 38 years old. That crater in his chest is maybe 12 years old. He could have still made that jump. Dude, I I will never mm-hmm. be able to wrap my head around the wrestler bird chest. I don't know what goes on there. <laughs> Jericho has it. Kofi has it. There's an I'm sure there's more, but go on. <laughs> Something, like that. Something like that. But it, yeah, it's that that's. Yeah, that's the only good thing I think of for the men's rumble was just I remember watching it, waiting for people to come out, and uh, I was let down. I was really let so... down. Uh, Abel can talk about you know the bad bunny thing being a thing, and yeah. honestly, that would have been a surprise if WWE didn't highlight Bad Bunny's concert tour coming up, tickets going on sale this week. 10 minutes before the free show. Okay, so they spoiled it themselves. They, they spoiled it themselves by by running by running three commercials before the pay-per-view starts about Bad Bunny's uh, tickets going on sale. See, I didn't get spoiled because I, I, I on purpose tried to stay away from social media that day. No, this wasn't social media. This was on the Peacock Network. This was on the pre-show. Oh. Oh, it's not, oh, I was cooking. I wanted to make sure I was done cooking by the time Rumble hey, started, so I was, was in the kitchen. The brother was cooking. <laughs> I <Hey>. was cooking. <laughs> Oh, so is WWE. They're cooking up them spoilers. Yeah. They don't give themselves a chance to be good anymore. And then, we're, you know, we're talking about a company that made one point something billion dollars, right? Yeah. The, well, the same company have, we're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Yes. The company only has like 15 employees. It, yeah. You can make that <laughs> amount if you have those employees. So you're saving on, you're saving on contracts and, and uh, 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 paychecks. So I'm let's get into we're the just watching rumbles that are built on the back of a lot of infidels. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Let, let, okay, so let's get into the bad parts. Let, let, let's get into the monkey wrenches, <laughs> the botches, the bitches, and everything else that made this pay-per-view, well, less than a five. Abel. All right. Both rumbles, pick yeah. your bad spots, your bad botches, your bad bitches in both, in both rumbles. All right. So um, 
Foreman, you went back to 2020 where you were talking about Brock Lesnar uh, coming in at 15 and just taking over. And um, on our show on Houston Wrestling Radio, we refer to that uh, rumble as the tale of two rumbles. Because <laughs> what you mean, the tale of three yeah. rumbles? Well, well, it's really the tale of four, but I'll get to that. Uh, the reason why is the tale of two rumbles because one through 15 was all about Drew, and then 15 to 30 was all about Brock. Um, and then the reason why I say it's a tale of four rumbles is because they did the exact same thing for the women's rumble later that night where one through 15 was all about Bianca Belair and then 15 through 30 was all about Charlotte. They did the exact yeah. same booking for both rumbles that awesome. night. Right. Um, but to, to bring that and circle all that back to 2022's rumble, what we just saw, um, there is a tale of two rumbles, except it just wasn't as pronounced. And the reason why is because it seemed as though once we hit like 17, 18, 20, somewhere around that neighborhood, like the, the upper numbers, um, it, was, it wasn't at the halfway point this year, but it was you know somewhere. Uh, and that's when you started seeing all the people that could probably actually win. We didn't have any of those like, oh, they stayed from the beginning and they went all the way through. We thought we were going to get that with AJ Styles, but no, he got eliminated a little bit earlier and a little bit more unceremoniously than what we thought he would. Um, and like the first whole two thirds, basically, of the Rumble didn't freaking matter. Um, so that that was one gripe. And I get it. You said, Foreman, that you, you don't want to use the dirty word of jobber. Going back since the inception of the Rumble, it's always chock full of jobbers. But the jobbers are spread out amongst the main eventers. And right. that's, what, that's what keeps that it. Here. Yeah. This time we kind of got all the all the peons, so to speak, very early. And all the and main eventers. Talent, and there was nothing enhanced about the match. Well, exactly. Well, you got a lot of and, tag team partners. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too. You know that a tag team isn't going to win. So even if you have, like, a mid-carter or an upper mid-carter, as long as they're not a tag, you can think, man, I wonder if this person might actually do it. But here's 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 the, the other problem. So the problem is, you know, multiple-fold. I don't want to say two because we could probably come up with a few more. Mm -hmm. um, I think that the Royal Rumble is too hampered now by the fact that you have to have a person that is a main eventer already established to win because why they're going to main event the biggest show of the year WrestleMania. If this wasn't the lead up into WrestleMania, you probably have a little bit more freedom the way that you would think you would have with, let's say a money in the bank winner where you could take a chance on somebody that's a rising star, somebody that's mm -hmm. an up and comer and actually build somebody instead of just handing it to somebody that's already established. Yeah. That's what it kind of used to be, but yeah. uh, not anymore. So you know that there's out of those 30 men, there's only a, a handful, of maybe five that could potentially win. Right. All that being said, that brings me to this point. Yeah. The wrong person definitely won. There is no reason why Brock Lesnar should have won this. And that's not because I'm just bashing on Brock. He doesn't the booking, need to qualify. <laughs> the booking was already in place earlier in the night to set up Brock versus Roman. Yeah, it was. They, 
that would have just been a grudge match because Brock and Roman interfering uh, uh, in the, the championship match earlier. That right there was enough justification to say, you know what, Brock, Roman, boom. So yeah. you have the universal title already set up. So you could have focused on the winner of the Rumble challenging for the WWE title, which would have been perfect because Lashley now doesn't have anybody to, to, to fight up against because, you know, Roman and Brock are going to be focused on each other, leaving Lashley with the WWE title. Cool. So yep. that's where you could have taken a better chance mm. with somebody like Big mm. E. Big E versus Lashley is a great secondary main event. If you're going to say that your primary main event is going to be Brock versus Roman because Vince has such a hard on for Brock. I get it. And Vince has such a hard on for Roman. I get it. Let you, you can have your hard on over there. Yeah, that's true. Let us have our mm. little hard on over here and give us something that we want to see. And yeah. it, 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 it was superfluous. It was superfluous. It didn't need to happen because you already were going to get what you want. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm with you. You're absolutely right. Uh, what if we took the rumble and moved yeah. it like, four months before it actually happens now. Right. Okay. Survivor series. <laughs> right. I mean, dude, as if survivor series matters anymore. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. Brand supremacy because we know they never interact with each other throughout the year. Well, oh, yeah. you only have it's one survivor shit. series. You want to take, you only have two survivor series matches that throughout the entire thing. And that's women's and men's. That's, that's it. It's pointless. Yeah. You know, is. if you want yeah, the rumble to mean something <clears throat> to Abel's point, you, you let somebody who is on the, on the rise, the, the the people's favorite, you know, the people's champ, if you well, will, let them win the Rumble. And then you have that four-month window or whatever it is, six-month window between the Rumble and the chase to WrestleMania. Yeah. Now you're going to have people who want to stop that dude from going to point A to point B. That well, makes that point, that makes that win at Rumble that much more meaningful. Now well, he is a the public enemy number one for every heel in the company. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, even true. for other baby faces, he's probably well, enemy number one. Well, yeah, well even yeah. after the Rumble, I mean, Brock won the Rumble, but and they're putting him into the chamber match, which doesn't make sense. Right. Winning the Rumble is your ticket to a title match at Mania. You don't need to go to a chamber match. And Brock so, doesn't need to win a fucking Rumble. He doesn't. And he it's doesn't need to win Brock. a chamber either. And he no. doesn't need to win a Rumble and a chamber back to back. Brock comes in. <laughs> He just grabs Vince by the scruff of his stupid ass face and his jacket and says, I'm going to be in this match. And guess what Vince says? Yes, master. May I have another? <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. Kinky. Yeah. So, so, so what is the point? What a waste. So, so Abel, is that your, was that your botch for the pay-per-view or that your, oh, sorry, your yeah. mistake of the pay-per-view was uh, Brock, the Brock I, uh, situation? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like that was the most egregious thing because I was enjoying myself. Yeah. Uh, and, and even the, the, the book, there were some questionable bookings throughout. And I don't want to steal too much thunder here, <laughs> uh, but there, there was other things that were wrong yeah. with the rumble. But if the right quote unquote person had won, uh, I, I think I would be, I think I would be two times happier yeah. than what I am now. So yeah. like, just give me the right person. Just sounds very petulant. Just give me the right person to win and I'll be happy. Okay. No, it is like, not only did you not give me the right person, you went with the absolute wrongest person. So it, it, it amplifies that feeling, you know, yeah. uh, especially since within the last decade, rumble winners have been very mishandled. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, I can agree it, with when that. it was not Brian, 
twice, yeah. you know, yeah. Roman winning it, Brock winning it, Goldberg winning it, like Orton, all, win, Orton winning it twice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it like it, it, the rumble isn't like the rumble kind of is losing its luster after a decade's worth of bad booking. And there's so much, so much rides on it. So much is going into it that maybe if you take away the stakes, it'll actually mm -hmm. be a little bit better. Like, like Chris said, Put it four months, uh, four months earlier, you know, in October. Yeah. And if you win it, you don't automatically yeah. get a shot to WrestleMania, but a, you de facto are now top dog. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. like if you if it's putting too much on the nose of of that wrestler to say that he run the Rumble, so now he's going to main event WrestleMania because that leaves the heels nowhere to go. Right. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. If so, he if the heel doesn't win. Yeah. So like a babyface wins it, but they don't actually have the title shot. Mm -hmm. That leaves some wiggle room for somebody to say, "Man, that guy, he won the rumble. He should be the main event of WrestleMania." But this heel screwed him out of it. Or I'm so mad at the heel. And oh, I love this guy even more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love like, you that away. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, Chris. What's your botch or what's your bad part of the rumble? Yeah, I'm sorry. You're gonna regret asking <laughs> me this. I stole all this. I, so, we're uh, not even talking about the women's rumble yet. <laughs> yeah, we haven't talked about the women's rumble. Uh, okay, so if you if 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 what you read online is to be believed that the and we we shouldn't know any of this shit. I shouldn't know anything about backstage bull politics. Who wrote what? Who set up what spot? I shouldn't know shit about this. There's a big part of me that wishes it was 1996 again, and mm -hmm. I was shocked as fuck when I saw somebody walk out on the stage. It doesn't happen anymore. Nope. We live in the the now to you know we live in instant gratification world, so we always get spoiled on everything. No matter how hard we try, all it takes is one Instagram post, one, one peacock commercial to pick it all up. Okay. Well, so, well, I think now it's we don't live in the age of surprises anymore. We live in the age of the yeah. marketing to make that quick buck, to make audience, to make views, to make clicks, to make subscriptions. But we live in have, the age of getting all of those things instead of the age of surprise. But because, here we are. Here we are well, talking about how much it pisses us off as to how happy yeah. we were about it. Well, well because back then yeah. you would hear what would happen. And for the majority of the part, you would go home and buy the pay-per-view. So you, you would have extra buys during the week to watch said pay-per-view instead of waiting three months for the VHS to come to Blockbuster VHS, go to a video store to rent. You bought that pay-per-view, which would go straight to WWE. Now they have to market who's going to show up to get you to watch because the, the attention span of a normal person now is very short. And we have to have the instant gratification of knowing what we're going to get into instead of having regret later of buying something. Yeah, and yeah. you know, I, I I get that, Aaron. I I totally mm -hmm. get what you say, um, and I don't think that Aaron and and Foreman, I don't think that you have a pu uh, opposing viewpoints here. Uh, I think those viewpoints can can live in harmony, if yeah. what it is that you're spoiling is something that, oh fuck, that happened. I gotta see it. Not yes. oh fuck, that happened. That's stupid. Yeah, you know. Or man, I wish I wasn't surprised about that. You know, like like that's that's where, and I'm going to sound too much like an AEW fanboy here. And that's <laughs> where I think AEW is getting it right because AEW will do things similarly where you know that this is going to happen, but they aren't 
so obvious about it that they make you want to tune in. I mean, they sold out that uh, was Sears Center, that, yep. that arena in Chicago, based off of the leaked rumors, which AEW, AEW confirmed that they were leaking it, right? The yeah. leaked rumors saying that CM Punk was going to show up. They sold out the whole damn arena in two minutes, and they yeah, had yeah. the highest views that they had on TV uh, until to that date because of just the rumors of what's going on. So, yeah, rumors and spoiling it for people can work if you do it the right way. And the thing yes. is, WWE is not doing it the right way. And the things that they are spoiling no. make you groan, not make you excited. Well, I mean, here's, here's a question. Before I give my answer of what I think my biggest botch was for the show. Please. Um, if you didn't know beforehand that Mickey James was going to show up to the Women's Rumble, would that have been a great surprise? Impact, women's impact champion or impact women's champion has the belt. Uh, that is so subjective though. And this is my opinion. That's a hard and, one. And this is I, after, and this is after the garbage bag incident. Her Right. But then again, we know too much. That's what I'm saying. Like we know the fact that she got the trash can or the trash bag treatment. And yeah, we do know that's that. honestly nothing against impact. This is not shade thrown in any way. Impact does not have the, the, the 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 machine behind it to make it a WWE-esque product. It doesn't. No. But uh, I don't know WWE why, but it doesn't. Not, if WWE did not put the graphic up of Mickey James for that Rumble entrant graphic, and it was not leaked out that she was going to be there, would that have been a great surprise? To me, no. Well, I, I don't think that it was a leak, though. Like, this is why I think this no, was a little a bit leak. different. No, it, it wasn't a leak. It, it was WWE posting the graphic of Mickey James attending. And if you were, if you had been watching Impact, it was all over Impact. It was, it, I don't, it, sure. yeah, they need, dude. They need, they need every bit they can get. Yeah, I watch Impact. yeah. No, and you know that that <laughs> is a go. bit of a shame. Impact, I would say, right now is the second best rec wrestling uh, uh, promotion right well, now I behind AEW. I watched this past Tuesday night's Impact tonight because I heard that God was going to be there. Okay, and I love God. Yeah. Yep. They're a great tag team. Yeah, I watched it, tuned in, saw the uh, Chris Bay, uh, Switchblade Jay White, and mm -hmm. God fight Impact's finest, I guess, or <laughs> Impact's mid card, whatever yeah. you want to call them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Take them on, and yeah. I'm like, okay, I like Chris Bay. I like the Bullet Club. God is great. Uh, everybody else is there. Uh, yeah. So that's it. And I tuned in to watch it and I was surprised and entertained, mm -hmm. but yet so many surprises that, that should have been kept surprises that were not. And the ones that were hyped up and rumored this, this year never showed up and that pissed people off. I mean, yes. we, there was rumored for Trish Stratus going to show up. That didn't happen. Uh, Bailey was supposed to show up. That, that didn't, didn't happen. happen. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Oxana. Whoever yes. she yeah, Oksana. She, she was supposed to show. Up. I'm glad that didn't happen. Oh my god! Instead, but instead we got Alienation Summer Ray showing up, and oof, oof. Oh man, the bitch, bitch got a forehead. Let's just put it like that. She well, got, Summer she Ray. Had, Summer Ray is an overcooked turkey. She is like a Mars Attacks <laughs> alien wearing a wig. That woman, it's like, dude, it's like she just went what? down on a lemon every time you see her. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was expecting her to go ack, 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 ack. Oh, ack. God. But, okay. God, I, I mean, was that your, Aaron, was that your botch of the no, night? No, no, 
You no, haven't got there yet. Okay. No, 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 no. This no, is a long walk. Yeah, like yeah, we're we're just bitching about this interview. <laughs> no, my botch of the night is if for the last several years, Vince and WWE putting storylines <laughs> into the Rumble. They're putting storylines into the thing that should not have a storyline. It, it doesn't need a storyline. You showcase the guy that you want to be your next main eventer off what they can survive in a Rumble, and that's what they do. They're implementing storylines for people who don't need them. Does Brock need to have a storyline going into the Rumble to win the Rumble? No. Does he didn't need a storyline to, to challenge for the belt? No. Does Orton need a storyline to go into the Rumble to win it? No, he doesn't. It worked for Stone Cold back in the late 90s or early 2000s. I agree with that because that was the whole Vince versus Stone Cold feud. That was fine. We don't need it now. And my biggest botch for this is that for the last several months, all I've been hearing from a lot of wrestling, especially WWE fans, is I like Riddle. Riddle's moving up. Yeah. I like yeah. Riddle. I like, you know, people talking about Riddle. He was final four. Now, I believe he was final two or final three, I think this year. I think he was two. Final no. two? Final Damn, two? I don't even remember. He was I remember two he was final four. He was final something four. like that. Yeah. Because Shane was final four also. Yeah. It was Shane, Riddle, Brock, and Orton. No, McIntyre. McIntyre. McIntyre was two. McIntyre was two. Riddle yeah. was three. Yeah, yeah. To me, the biggest botch or the biggest mess up is that Riddle should have won. Okay. Because that promotes him to main event status. Even if he loses Mania, he's still in main event status and on the same level as Orton. So. And and you would be building a star yes. at that point, which, again, Royal Rumble and or uh, uh, Money in the Bank should be tools to build new yes. talent <clears throat> and not to, to solidify established talent and give them an excuse to main event, something that they already deserve. Thank you. Know? you. That's yeah. my whole that's been my whole that's that's what my top is about to blow. Yeah. I'm so sick of predictable ass wrestling and storylines. You don't need to build up the, fucking, the Mike Tyson of your punch out asshole. We yeah. get it. They're great. <laughs> you got your bald bull. You have your fucking Mike Tyson. We have your piston Honda. You got all that shit. Yep. The, the, the chase <clears throat> should be really and truly not to mention. Okay. Shinsuke. Oh, Shinsuke's you been know, fucked up. Yeah, he's <laughs> you know he's your intercontinental champion and has been for 17 years and doesn't defeat doesn't doesn't use the belt at all. Right. What the fuck? Give yeah. me an excuse why that's happening, other than you don't like the fact that your son-in-law had a wonderful product, but could not hang with the idea that people were sick and tired of WWE's product and found something else that was better and got their attention over there. It's not a Triple H problem. It's a Vince problem that's been building for 10 plus years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You take every NXT champ and you shit on their chest like it's a German Scheiser video. You fuck everybody that goes from one to the other. Stop it. Yes. Well, I Bob, mean. Bob, Bobby Roode. Wobble Wood. <laughs> I mean, really? Yep. Well, Samoa Joe is going to kill you until he goes to the main roster and well, talks about Stacker 5 or whatever the fuck commercial is between the piss ant match <laughs> that you watch and the next one coming up. Well, I mean, if you if you listen to Tony Khan when he's talked in the past, he said that on Wednesday nights when they went head-to-head -head with NXT, 
the only time the numbers would jump into NXT's favor is when Adam Cole was on screen. So that uh. means that Adam Cole was the needle mover for NXT. Okay. And, and yeah. yet Good. they took the let's belt off of him. Yeah, let's, let's take the belt off him and break up his fucking stable. Yeah, let's Why? Break, let's... Oh, because he's short. He still gets ratings. Tom Cruise is fucking short. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> people still watch his movies. They you do. Know? <laughs> they do. I don't, but they do. Well, people yeah. used to. Anyway, yeah, before he went crazy, people don't watch Tom Cruise because he's crazy, not because he's short. <laughs> okay. He's short and crazy now. Okay, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron yeah. can we... Can we talk a little bit about the other side? Because we've been harping a lot on the men's rumble and harping on Brock, and we've just been kind of taking little pot okay. shots here and there to the Be women's rumble. Yes, but before that, before okay. we jump there, I have to read this. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bacon, producer Bacon, has chimed in her negative moment, and I have to disagree with her, is about Melina and the rumble and being treated poorly. I will say this. As, as, hey, as soon as Melina got to the back, you know she was showered with a whole bunch of singles from all the male talent. They're waiting oh, God. for her in gorilla oh, position. Shut, shut up. <laughs> hey, hey, after that splits off, after that splits off she had with Sasha, you know they made it rain backstage with singles. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't mind so, seeing Melina and Sasha hey. in the gorilla position. You know what I'm saying? Hey, oh, uh, God. <laughs> she got, she got, sisters. she got yeah. just the tips. She got just the tips. Oh, my all God. those singles. Dude, Melina got thick with two C's. She she said, thick? Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she got thick. Hey, that was hey, that was I, very I, nice. I'm not, that's not a negative. That's in my. That was a very a positive. Oh yeah. yeah, that is it. Hey, <laughs> I will they agree. Say, hey, they said they said the ring apron is the hardest part of the ring, and after hey. she was on it, it definitely was. It definitely was. <laughs> that was the hardest part of me. Oh, hey. So, okay. Anyway, oh. we're just being typical wrestling fans, but go. Yeah, on. talking about the women's rumble now. <laughs> To continue. Jesus. All right. So again, I'll go back to 2020 Rumble. Tale of two Rumbles. It was really a tale of four Rumbles. Yes. We had the exact same thing again in 2022, where you had UFC person that's established that doesn't need an excuse to win uh, Royal Rumble to go to the main event of WrestleMania. You had the exact same damn thing happen in the Women's Rumble, where you had Brock Lesnar, or Brock Lesnar, excuse me, Ronda Rousey, Ronda former Lesnar. UFC, who you know never lost the title, it came it was left on top, get thrown into the Rumble, had no reason to to win to get thrown into the main event of WrestleMania. She could have just showed up on Raw yeah. and challenged for whatever title because she's Ronda fucking Rousey and not have had needed the excuse, oh, I'm the Royal Rumble winner, so I'm entitled to it's, it, This is the problem when you have two main titles. You're always going to have the real main title and then the not-so-main title. So if the Rumble winner had been from SmackDown, Ronda Rousey could have showed up on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> and challenge yeah. for the raw women's belt and that's it like you, yeah. she didn't need to win it and same thing like in the men's rumble you had other people that probably could have won that could that are on the rise mm -hmm. that didn't win here and that main main point was you were bringing it up for the men's as riddle and the yeah. women's live Liv Morgan. Oh my Everybody, God, yeah. I don't know why I don't get it, but I kind of get it because I've always liked Liv, yeah. but I don't get it why now everybody loves Liv. Well, because okay, cool. I, she's got, she's got that Becky treatment. She's got the Becky treatment. When, when Becky was cheered before, she turned heel. Yeah. She was Liv. She and was I, basically Liv. I, I don't know why, but I'm not mad at it because I liked her, uh, 
yo a lot sooner. And I'm not trying mm -hmm. to be like that. Oh, I liked her before. It was cool to like her. No, no, no. Please, I'm I'm happy that more people are mm -hmm. liking her. I just don't know why. <laughs> hey, <laughs> but I, I, I'm grateful hey, for I, it. <laughs> hey, I was loving her too. Like every yeah. time we every like, what was my saying for like several years? Live free and die hard. Every time she'd come out there, I would yeah. make that little statement: live free and die hard. Yeah, it's boss I time, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, because I live live. I thought she oh, was great. No. Yeah, I mean, even with the blue tongue, all of that, I was I was a live fan. And a lot like AJ, she was eliminated too early. Yeah, and uns yeah. yes, unceremoniously. Like what? what? Okay, she was just all right. Bye. Damn, that sucks. That took <laughs> the wind out of the sails of a lot of uh, fans there in the arena and watching at home. I'll show you what you like. I know what you like. You don't know what you like. Oh, sorry, well, Vince. Well, I mean, I mean, you don't know what you like. Well, <laughs> e well even going back to the, the Ronda Rousey thing, when she came out there, both Bella Twins were there, and we were like, okay, she's finally going to get kind of her revenge on the Bella Twins. Yeah. And she did not. No. Nope. She didn't. She. It was almost like she didn't even notice that they were in the ring with her. <laughs> no, 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 no. She went straight for them, and she was fighting with them. Yeah, and and then Bri and then uh, Nikki was on the outside. Brie pushed her own sister off on purpose, and then Rhonda threw Brie out. But Brie wasn't the one that she had issues with. It was Nikki. Yeah. So it, it just there there were so many possibilities for kind of unfinished storylines that could have closure. Yeah. In this rumble to kind of set things up, mm -hmm. and we didn't get any of it because right storylines. You, right. you got to have storylines for future rumble this for this one rumble match which is just terrible i mean the only storyline we got was was uh nikki versus uh molly holly which mm -hmm. would set up something good well i i do i did enjoy the story where uh sonya was on the sidelines is like oh yeah cameron used to be the tag team partner of naomi wait what Oh, so she's friends with <laughs> Naomi? Okay, cool. I'm going to go fuck her up. Like, I, I did enjoy that little bit of storytelling. I, I did like that. Um, but, yeah. But would have it been cool to have Naomi and Cameron hug it out in the ring? Yes. Yes, I totally agree with you yeah. there. Um, I, I think that, like, had they had Naomi come out, then they hugged it out in the ring. Then Sonya realized, oh, wait, they're friends? Okay, let me get her. Yes. And, yes. Uh, yeah, like that would have been cool. That, that would have been better. That would have been yeah. better. And it's just so many missed opportunities with this mm -hmm. rumble to have a good rumble. I, I you want you talked about Mickey James and how yeah. like you were disappointed that she was quote unquote spoiled. I, I know that she wasn't spoiled because I think sometimes you do gotta gotta put a little bit of hype. And this one had plenty of hype, especially if you watched Impact. Because yes. on Impact, they had damn near the entire roster do little 30 second uh, like oh i hope you have good luck in the rumble kind of thing and it was oh. just the girls it was the guys too which was cool it was it was a nice little like showing a respect of their own champion and yeah. hey this is a big deal um so they were giving wwe all kinds of good press wwe yeah. didn't give any kind of good press to to mickey no. and that's where i have some problem with that because mickey well oh my gosh yeah she was fired up and hey the impact champ they didn't really say anything about that on the commentary, but it was on no. her her little nameplate on the lower third, which was cool. But um, when she got in there, she didn't do a whole lot. She didn't have like no. a big splash or a big impact when she was there. And then she got eliminated by, by Lita. Lita, which is a little bit of pop in circumstance, but really not that much. She got eliminated no. by somebody that's a legend that's no longer on the roster. So you know that there's not going to be any type of storyline coming from that. So it's nope. just like, oh, Womp womp. <laughs> I, I, I would have liked to see her get eliminated by Sarah Logan or somebody who's not 
contracted. Or really, way, truly, she should have eliminated somebody. She should have eliminated somebody, eliminated somebody big. She should have. If she, she had eliminated Charlotte, <laughs> if well, she had I mean, eliminated Charlotte, that would have been dude, crazy. That would have been awesome because who gives a yeah. shit about Charlotte? Yes, yeah. overrated woman's wrestler on the whole fucking roster. <laughs> so yeah, true. And considering no. that she's a champ at the time, like that would yeah. have been all kinds mm. of rub where it was like, okay, the Impact Women's World Champ eliminated the SmackDown Women's World Champ. Holy crap. And, and you don't need bring... to capitalize on that because no. you, Charlotte could come out the next night on SmackDown and be like, it's the a rumble. I went over the top. So what? It's that she didn't pin me. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. I mean, you know, Perfect. You know, how, you know how much, you know how much, how much of, that would have brought people over to Impact? Like, a honestly, ton. That, that would have helped immensely. Yeah, and, and I know that I saw a lot of online uh, stuff saying, wow, the, the um, forbidden door is finally open. No, it's not. No, that door this was, was one not, way. This was, yeah, it was one way, and it, it was, was barely way. open just a little bit. All right, come in. Yeah, you had your fun. Get out. Like, <laughs> it, it, no. it was an admit one. It was an yeah. admit one way door. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. But I will say this. They kind of close it out. It okay. was cool to hear hardcore country in a yes. WWE arena. That was really cool. It was cool to hear that because let, let's be honest, that's a better song than what her uh, skip uh, jump rope song that she has is. Yeah, it's yeah. an actual song. It's not it's just like song. chip tune. <laughs> yeah, it was an actual song. So it was really cool. Is it really cool to, to to see that or to hear to hear that? Yeah, really cool to hear that. Agreed. So as we're wrapping things up, I just want to thank you, Abel, for coming on and basically you. having us a big shit yeah. fest on the Royal Rumble. Uh, so. <laughs> It is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. I would love to to be able to have a show where I'm not just like sitting here complaining and ranting and raving about something. Well, you know what? I mean, yeah. No, let's let's leave on a good note. Okay. How much did you like Dan Dan Housen's debut in AEW? Oh, I loved it, man. Oh God, that was so. It, it, that is something that actually surprised me. Yeah, you want to talk about like surprises done right. We all knew somehow, some way, Danhausen is showing up within the next couple of weeks, uh, yeah. if not in that same episode. Yeah. But I never would have expected him to come sliding out from underneath the ring, attached to a chair that Adam <laughs> Cole was pulling out. Like yeah, no that, way. I had. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. So I popped. I got surprised at somebody that I knew was coming. Yes. So yeah. that's a surprise done the right way. In, even Adam in Cole. this day and age. And in he this day Adam and Cole. age. He cursed and he him. cursed. He did. He cursed <laughs> Adam Cole. And that's yeah. why he lost to Orange the Cassidy. Crazy, the crazy thing is that like, we all know, realistically, as wrestling fans, we know that there's never going to be a world title run for Dan Housen. I love Dan Housen. He is fucking awesome. Yeah. And yeah. it's not, but AEW to me is not about mid cards. I watch Dark and Elevation and actually enjoy it because it's just good wrestling well yeah here's here's where i think the difference is between wwe and AEW. wwe have relies on storylines for the matches aew relies on characters creating the matches for future storylines and that's where i think Ah. that's where i think the difference is aew is the attitude era where we have characters making the matches versus wwe now storylines make the matches and characterization is secondary and i know it's not tertiary (laughs) and and i know the wwe stands are not going to like to hear that but that is you go back to the attitude error here's the reason why people love the attitude error you had characters kind tie the brood stone cold steve austin they're characters they're not storylines they're characters 
And that's mm-hmm. why everybody had a following during that time period. You have people like the Hurricane, a character. His little group, mm-hmm. the superheroes, with Molly, uh, Stacey Keebler, uh, three-minute warning member number three. You had yeah. all these people as characters versus now it's all storyline-based. And when you've run out of ideas for a story, you get a shit product versus AEW right now where you have characters, the elite, undisputed, unofficial undisputed era in AEW, Danhausen, Orange Cassidy, the best friends. You have characters. That's what that's the difference. And people can't separate that. They can't, they don't like that. Yeah. And you know, I'm a I'm a Kenny Omega fan just because I recognize that he's putting video game characters into his own character. And here's yeah. an example. I remember I remember me and Bacon and Chris had, had like a talk a long time ago. She was like, I hate Kenny Omega's character because I don't understand it. If you played the game Fatal Fury and know know of the character Geese Howard. That was Kenny Omega. <laughs> yeah. That was Kenny Omega. He was Geese Howard. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That's who. He, right. And then, he, and then he became Hi Hachi in New Japan. He was Hi yeah. Hachi Mishima in New Japan. <laughs> so he was taking all these game characters that made fan that fans loved, and he was personifying them. Some people in the states didn't get that because they didn't play the games. But if you played those games, you recognize those characters, and that's what they built. Their, look at Danhausen. Danhausen is. A combination of the Crypt Keeper. He's a combination of the Simpsons, Conan O'Brien. Uh, oh, forget that one guy that's on cable that does like the um, that does the um, the, <laughs> the the horror show. I can't think of his name now. Uh, oh, um, God. He he lives Fing-Guli. in the coffin. Fingooli. Yes, yeah, Fingooli. Yeah, he, yeah, like it's a combination of Fingooli, the Crypt Keeper, Simpsons. All these things rolled into one, and then you hear him talk, and he sounds like Mayor Quimby. So it's just. <laughs> Uh, it's a character. It's yeah. a character. So that's, I think, where the big difference lies. And impact is con- kind of caught in between because they have characters, then they also have storylines. And then you have a problem of someone trying to be real like Matt Cordona, which doesn't fit on either side, and he's just there because he's super popular. So it's impact is still a good show. It's just it's on the edge of storyline and characterization for their talent. And that's where I think. I'm kind of annoyed by because I don't know which what to follow on which one. So that's just my take. My one last note on this whole <clears> thing <throat> as far as like, you know, WWE going by storylines and not characters. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> you bastard Abel. I read your <laughs> chapter. No, um, uh, here's where all, all of our problems are stemming from the idea, as far as WWE is concerned, that Vince will never and whatever lifespan he's got left, will ever see a wrestler eclipse him in popularity, yeah. either just in by by product like The Rock and, and and like John Cena and like Stone Cold, like all these people who like rose above wrestling and became more must yeah. eat at his soul. CFO who made some of the best music you've ever had in wrestling mm, for a mm-hmm. good span of years, you got rid of them. Why? Because the music's too recognizable and it carries the character. It does. Yeah. You mentioned earlier we get chip tune bullshit music. All that's owned. Hey, yeah. Keith Lee, what a great wrestler in NXT. Ugh. Oh, fuck that. His name is Bearcat now. No, so Keith that Lee. I can own Bearcat. Keith Lee had a great entrance theme in NXT. He did. And then what what happened when he came to WWE? It went bye-bye. Yeah, because Vince's ego is such that he will not let something exist 
that is good that he himself won't lay claim to. So I eventually was in the route of ending this podcast on a good note. And we <laughs> went, somehow we inevitably. We went back to bitching again. <laughs> so Abel, yeah. where can they find you? Let's just stop there. And Abel, where can they find you? Well, uh, yeah, Houston Wrestling Radio. Um, just that, just look for that on Facebook. Look for it on YouTube. Look for it wherever you get your podcasts. It's really easy. Houston Wrestling Radio. Um, uh, we sometimes use our twitter but not really at h wrestling radio that's uh you know but but yeah i know right uh (laughs) facebook is really the place to find it and then on youtube to actually tune in uh if you want to find me personally in real life at a real life wrestling event uh, I do ring announcing and commentary uh, for two different promotions in the greater Houston area. One uh, called DZW, Domination Zone Wrestling, and they usually run out of uh, Katy, uh, Brookshire area. Um, and UPW, which usually is on like the southeast side. Uh, I don't know when this episode is coming out, but tomorrow, which is no. Saturday. No, it'll come out in about three to four days. Oh, okay. So this past Saturday, I rang announced in uh, Pasadena. That's where UPW was. But I believe the next UPW after that's going to be in Santa Fe, Texas, I believe. Uh, I want to say it's like March the 13th or 18th, but something like that. But uh, just look for Undisputed Pro Wrestling in uh, Facebook, and you'll be able to find that. I'm always either ring announcing or commentating for them. Okay. And you're on the Instagrams, you're on the Facebooks, you're all social media outlets, or? Uh, no, <laughs> just Facebook. <laughs> that's it. Uh, I I don't like HWR has a Facebook page and okay. kind of a Twitter. Abel only has a Facebook page. Like okay. I don't I don't do the Instagram and the all the other stuff. You know, what? fair so, enough. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Chris, where can they find you? Man, you can find me sulking in the corner after this conversation. I'm oh, just God damn it. God damn it. Just no, make I, it positive. You can... You can find me on social media on both Facebook and Instagram, Chris Foreman artist on Instagram. Uh, you can just look me up Chris Foreman and you'll see my uh, little picture of, uh, uh, what's this? Olaf from frozen. Olaf. Out of all the characters you chose Olaf, the goddamn well, snowman. man that. Hey, I thought makes... we were in this on a happy note. Well, we Abel. are as soon as Olaf melts. Abel. Yes. Quick, quick, uh, quick question. Yes. Poncho's Mexican buffet. Oh, Good God. restaurant. Bro. Or great restaurant. Okay, so so I saw something about Poncho's on social media the other day, and I told Randy, he's like, Man, I haven't been to Poncho's in a while. We really need to go. And um she had said, You know, I've never been to Poncho's, and I went, What? You've never her. been to Poncho's. Whoa. So we we do need to take Randy, Randy. to Poncho's. Uh yeah, Randy's never been to Poncho's. Um uh, so She's saying that for her birthday, which is in July, we should get the gang together and I'll go to Poncho's. Uh, well, we can do so, it for my birthday, which is sooner. Uh, okay, sure. Or both. Why not? Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, we can go twice. So, it's okay. So when she, when she was asking me no, about fuck it. her birthday. We're going for Bacon's birthday. Apparently. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> just, thanks, Bacon. They can yeah. also find you yeah. on Dan Housen's YouTube. Oh, my God. Oh, yes. This is true. <laughs> Let me finish the story so I can I can yeah. get us out of here because we're already over time. Uh, so when she to answer Aaron's immediate question, how do you like it? When I was explaining it to her, uh, I she said, "Oh, so it's good. You really want to go?" I say, "No, it's terrible. Oh. But you have to go 
because of the ambiance and because of like it's, it's a Mexican buffet. It's an experience. You raise the little flag, really you can get more sopapillas. It is not good Mexican food. It's <laughs> <No>. mediocre. <laughs> Mediocre, mediocre. Tex-Mex food yes. that is served to you fast. So think yes. like think like a sit-down Taco Bell. You don't go to Taco Bell because it's gourmet. You don't no. go to Taco Bell because it's authentic. You go to Taco Bell because it's there, it's cheap, and it's ready. <laughs> See, I so, think Abel's yeah. finally, finally able to get it out in words where I couldn't explain it. I'm not trying to say <laughs> – I'm not. I've re- called it mediocre several times. No, no, it but you said it in a bad way. Yeah, you always said that. Here's how Aaron talks about ponchos. Ponchos equals doo doo. Yes, it is, every exactly. every restaurant equals doo doo at some point in your yeah, life. Yeah, give it eight to ten hours. Yes. Yeah, Thank eight you. to ten hours for ponchos, every restaurant. Maybe Thirty minutes to ten to an hour. For but the whole point is, you get to go raise the flag. You get to have a basket of soapy pillows with a bunch of honey inside. It's very sexual and it's very. Uh, Those are know, delicious. Yes. Those like are you, not when you take it When you take the shaft of the honey, you stick it in the soapy pillow nice and slow, and then you inject yeah. it with the honey. Ooh. It's it's good Ooh, stuff. Daddy. And then it drips all over. Nice. Yeah, see? Yeah. It drips all over your hand. I mean, <laughs> oh. it's, it's very sensual. Yes. And then you run to the bathroom to poop it all out. Yeah, that's hey, the cleanup afterwards. That's aftercare, Aaron. Post-coital doo-doo is a thing. After you are relaxed... <laughs> Okay, oh, your body okay. is ready to just let go of everything. Uh, okay, they're okay. brown bunny. Okay, they're brown bunny. Brown bunny. Wow, wow. So I, I think Abel has experienced it and in, in, in knows exactly how to say it better than I can. I'm not Thank saying you. it's a five-star restaurant. What I am saying is if you live in Houston and you've had anywhere from really good Tex-Mex to mediocre Tex-Mex on that zero to ten scale, ponchos needs to be on there somewhere. Yeah. One. Yeah, it, it's it's like it, it's like you can't be from Houston and completely hate on all three of Shipley's, James Cooney, and Ponchos. You can hate on Max too, but the other one you have to like. And I hate on Shipley's and I hate on James Cooney Island, so by default I have to love Ponchos. You have to. We yeah. have to get Paul Wall on this. On that, this that, that's now. probably. <laughs> That's called an abusive uh, relationship, Abel. That's an abusive relationship right there. We'll get Bob D, we'll get Paul Wall, we'll get UDK. I have an abusive relationship with my hometown. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Yes. So with that (sighs) being said, this has been another episode of of Front Row Negative. (laughs) And we have talked about ponchos and the cult of ponchos apparently has (laughs) gone through. And if you want to compare this year's Rumble to a restaurant, it would be called the Ponchos. <laughs> <laughs> Sum it up. The Royal Ponchos. I'm okay you had, with that, hey, you had hype going in, and you were feeling terrible. <laughs> so, we have shirts. Go to Tee Public. Look for our shirts. Go to Redbubble. Look for our shirts. We're on YouTube. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. No Twitter yet. I, I'm working on that. So, thanks for listening. If you made it this far, pat yourself on the back. We will probably be back next week with another episode that we'll talk about ponchos as well. Oh, yeah. So, as we close (laughs) this out, always unfollow, never unfriend. And my final question to you two is, Super Bowl picks coming up. Bengals or Rams? I don't want any explanations. Just pick a team. We're running late. Bengals. Bengals? Oh, okay. Cool. The bagels. The bagels. No, bagels. Yes, the bagels. Yes, the bagels. The bagels. Okay. So with that being said, yes, I don't know. Bye, everybody, and we'll see. Eat like pancakes. Yeah. Fuck pancakes.
This has been a Cross the Streams Media Podcast.